birthday of January, January 31st, 2023, and I believe this is show 231, correct? 231 on 131, correct. Yes, 231. Um, Before we get started, we do have an announcement to make. Not anything real, real major, but starting on February 14th, we will go from uh, an hour and a half to an hour. We will go from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., and uh, following us will be a book talk with uh, Jennifer Sparks, Um, and hopefully you'll tune in for that, too, and uh, in enjoy that show um I, i've heard there's a lot of good things about it so um hopefully you guys will enjoy that uh, bill anything more that needs to be said about that not really so guys you may be getting cut back just a little bit it doesn't mean anything i cut no. my whole show off on tuesday morning because <laughs> a i didn't like my numbers so i fired myself so and keep in mind and keep in mind guys all this means is we're going to have to be a little more concerned when the callers yep. call in, know your points and you be concise yep. too, and and it will be just fine. It's not nothing major. It's nothing. So, it's yeah. nothing because no. we were It'll losing be. a lot of listeners yeah. the last half hour of the show. Yep. People were, yep. You know, there's but speaking a of, uh, like, but, go ahead, Bill. Uh, you know, people just attention. You know, they've only got so much yeah. listening time, and That's then. Right. You know, it's like some of us. We what can we can repeat oh. books. You know, <laughs> Rick and I can start books over with again and again and again. Yeah, it sounds just yeah. as good, right, Rick? <laughs> so right, right. <laughs> so with, with that out of the way, and you guys now know what's going on. You know what we know, but what we don't yeah. know is what the agenda is, Chris. That's right. Because I told it to them 15 minutes ago and they can't remember. Right. Anyway, okay. So this is, <laughs> yeah. this is show 231, as we say. The agenda, of course, we'll do our panel. One of the things that may happen in the shortened show, we might cut our panels down or, or only take them when we really have something to say. You know, some of us might on a given week and others might not. But we'll, we'll work that out. So the panel we'll have this week. And then the NFL, of course. Then we'll do a little report on the Australian Open because, after all, to, we try to cover the major events. You know, we don't cover tennis every week and stuff. So, you know, we've got Grand Slam event or a big golf tournament and uh, the big races and NASCAR. So we try to cover those. Then we'll do uh, baseball. We'll do the college sports, uh, NBA, and the NHL. And so um, for my panel here, we are going to get some Midwestern weather, but only for a day. We, we, we're just not, we're just dipping our toes into it, but our toes are going to freeze when we do because they're telling us on Friday that it's going to go down. Um, I think the day is going to start in the 30s, but it's going to end up by early Saturday morning, 10 below, they yes. said. And then it's going to go up to 7 in the afternoon, but then Sunday it's going to be 40 and rain. So this is uh, we can one day we can do anything. So you know that's not bad, but it's nothing like that seventeen into eighteen thing where we were. What did we do, Rick? We were below freezing for about three weeks and hardly yeah. got out above fifteen degrees or something from all the way from Christmas to about the middle of January. So anyway, yeah, but we got this global warming that gets a bad rap. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Bruins and Celtics we have global are, warming, Rick, and I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Bruins and Celtics are kind of struggling a little bit, um, and the, the first time on January 26th, so late January, both teams lost last Thursday night. So it was the first time, and that's pretty amazing when you have your, your two teams, uh, hockey and basketball teams, that that doesn't happen to that time. But I don't care what anybody says. The Celtics are struggling 
because Mark is smart as out. I know he takes some dumb shots and you know does some things maybe that people don't like, and he can be a little little crazy. But they need him to quarterback the team. They need him to key the defense. They can do without Tatum, and they can do without Brown one at a time. You wouldn't want to miss them both. But when they have Smart out, it's more of a loss to the team than it is with one of the other two gone. That's just the way it is, whether people like it or not. It's just, you know, you can, I bet you could look at the statistics and prove it because it, it certainly seems like they, they just haven't been playing as well. But one thing, I do want to run through the Red Sox. Wonderful starting rotation because I saw it in the Globe yesterday. I was looking something else up. And this is, talk about retread. We just had a guy uh, who pitched for the Red Sox die, Gary Peters, who was a good pitcher before he got here. But we got him when he was in his 30s or whatever he was, and he wasn't going to do anything. And, you know, we, we, it was a name. We had a name. So we got names, folks. We got names. We got Chris Sale. What's he done lately? How about Corey Kluber? How about Nick Pavetta? Well, he's been up and down. He's, he's had some good things. He's had some bad. He's been streaky. How about James Paxton? You even remember he was in the league? Yeah, we got him. Okay, how about Tanner Houck? Well, now he's a young pitcher, but what? how did he end his season last year? He was injured. How about... Derek Whitlock, he's a good young pitcher, too, with potential. How'd he end his season? He was injured. How about Brian Bellow? Well, he didn't end his season injured. He, he struggled when he was pitching, but he had some good good outings, too. So we got seven guys. Now they'll tell you, oh, we got seven guys. It's the same thing as when you got, you know, three quarterbacks or you've got uh, three potential closers. You've got that many guys. It means you don't trust any of them that much. So... Uh, that is the weak point of the Red Sox. And we'll, I hope it all works out. I'm rooting for them as hard as anybody, but that is where you're going to have to look for the Red Sox. And nothing was done about that in this offseason other than bringing Granke, who's got an injury history. And uh, But you put all the past awards together, they're pretty good starters. Anyway, Rick, go right ahead. Chris, what, Chris, what um, have you heard? Any? I mean, obviously living there, you guys had Waka last huh. year. Is yeah. he just asking for... An ungodly amount of money, or what's going on there? Because I, I don't know. He'd have been I want him back. I, mean, I, good, I would agree. He was a good pitcher here. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been <laughs> ever since the Giants got knocked out of the playoffs. Things are going downhill here. The Bruins lost three. The Southern sure lost four. If they refs didn't miss a call, and they come out later and said they did miss it. Yeah. Um, you know, and the weather that Chris was talking about. We just finished the the fourth warmest. January in history here, and now we're headed for this minus 10 on Friday night. And to top it all, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Who needs that? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, the games this weekend uh, kind of disappointing. Um, of course, you know, San Francisco with no quarterbacks left, that just made it impossible. But it wasn't, I don't think, especially that game was a good look for the league. Um, between the injuries and not having enough quarterbacks to play, and then you had some bad refereeing, but Devontae Smith not called, not being overturned, and then the, the punt that hits the wire that nobody actually saw, so they couldn't reverse it, yeah. and then yeah. all the fights in the, at the end of the game, it just didn't look good for the league. And uh, the second game was pretty good. Um, one thing I mentioned last week that I that the league was thinking about looking at uh, neutral sites for conference championship games, which I think we all agreed we didn't like. I just heard something else today that they're looking at maybe on the conference championship weekends, splitting the games up and having one on Sunday and one on Monday night. Uh, I don't know if I like that. I mean, that's not as bad as the neutral sites, I don't think, but I'd have to think about it. Um, that's about all. 
Yeah, but all I got, let's go to Perry where he's at least in a house where one person is smart enough not to like the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she was not happy with the eagles in our house well you know when purdy went down but i think you know the most painful part of that is you you could tell when he came back and obviously you know i was listening on westbrook one kurt warner being a, a good quarterback he said you can tell he can't throw the ball so really what he thinks they need to do is with the quarterback's you know, getting hit like they do these days, they need to bring back the third quarterback instead of just having two of them. He says you need you, they need to bring back that third quarterback. Yeah, yeah, the emergency because quarterback. That yeah. Was, yeah, but he said what they he said I would have almost preferred Usechek, who is their emergency quarterback, over a Purdy who could not even touch. You know, couldn't even throw the ball because he said that's painful to watch. Mm. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of painful to watch, last night, <clears throat> Iowa State had a 23-point lead over Texas yeah. Tech in college basketball with like 12 minutes to go. And in the final eight minutes of the game, they scored one field goal. The game went to overtime, and they didn't win it. So I don't imagine the Cyclone. It has not been a good couple of days for Cyclone fans. You know, with the Purdy injury and then... Uh, the basketball game last night, so I guess at least they don't play again till Saturday. So yeah. we'll see about all that. But um, I would bet with it being uh, 16 degrees here this afternoon, and uh, by next Monday, by, though, we're supposed to be into the mid-40s, so that'll be nice. I'll bet, Bill, it's not 16 degrees in Florida. No, fortunately, it's 82. I was leaving the uh, leaving the doctor's office this morning about 11.30. And you know when it's a little warmer, when my phone came on with the message, your phone's shutting down because it's too hot because we've been standing in the sun for a few minutes. We mm. don't get that back in Indiana or in in Massachusetts or Iowa or no. whatever. The phone's shutting down because it's too hot. Well, other than that, like we went to look forward to the IU-Purdue basketball game on Saturday. I, Even though it's at Indiana, I think Purdue's going to win. Though Indiana's They're won. They're ranked. Yeah, and they've right. won both five right. in a row, and they're playing pretty well. But I don't know. I I kind of think that we're still looking forward to the Super Bowl, and we're really getting anxious for spring training. That's really what I think, we're. Bill, I think, Bill, you would agree. But within the Big Ten, it, it looks to me it's Purdue, and then it's everybody else. That's right. And Purdue, and so now we have three teams. Is Illinois, I believe, is in the top twenty-five too? But yep. So we shall see yeah. what we shall so, see. And, and you know, if they'll get the Big Ten, will probably seven or eight teams into the NCAA. Oh yeah, they will. Because you don't remember the thing is, you don't have to be ranked. Oh, there's going to be a lot of unranked teams that get into that. So you don't have to be ranked to yeah, get into 68 that. teams. So. Yeah. Right. So you just got to be playing well at the right time, and your schedule needs to be the right way, and you need to beat certain teams and look good at the right time is really what it is when you get hot. It 
really doesn't matter otherwise. So, and we're still looking for a coach in Indy. I think we've had 17 interviews. I think it's still going to come right back to Jeff Saturday. But but the longer it waits, I don't think it's going to be him. But we'll see. Robert, take it away. I know you've got more good news from the Bay Area. Well, uh, I don't know about that. My Warriors are playing better. My Sharks are on a bye week. Uh, The A's are falling apart like they normally do. By the way, you got a good player from them yesterday. When the Reds signed Chad Pender, he can play everywhere, all three outfield positions, and he can play all the infield positions. He's a good utility guy. He'll do well in that ballpark if they play him enough. But my my panel is going to be on ESPN and their lack of spending money on sending announcers to events. They did it again this week. Uh, Saturday, uh, they had a... Uh, a world title fight in the light heavyweight division in boxing, and ESPN Plus covered it over there in the U.K., and in their infinite wisdom, what did they do? They had announcers uh, try to call the fight from Las Vegas, Nevada. You have to be on site when you call these events. Uh, if you, yeah, look, Especially I'm a fight, to, I would think, I'm Robert, because you can hear things. You know, if you're at ringside, you can hear yeah. things. You can yeah. hear the trainers and doctors and different things go on, you know? Well, exactly. But, My but hold on, Robert, just real quick, Robert, Sean, haven't they been um, – ESPN was doing this even before COVID, if I uh, remember right. They would do it for certain events. Yes, yes. they were before COVID. And, I, think yeah, some but co- I think they did as, some yeah. college baseball that way, and it, it, that probably yeah. just made them feel uh, – um, uh, that now, now that they know they can do it. Well, but a world title boxing it. point, a world title boxing match doesn't make sense. I could see I agree. something like right. you know minor, very minor, but uh, the Australian uh, I mean, Open and that, a world title. But I, yeah, but I, I think agree. I think to your point, Robert, that, that's that's how this all started. They started doing it even before COVID, and they figured, okay, it'll work. So we'll just do it with well, more well, things and um, more things and more things. Okay, for for I, I'll put it this way: for things that people don't care about, and this was right. on this was on their streaming service, so they probably thought, well, not enough people are going to watch. We're not going to hear any complaints. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they've carried fights from uh, from the UK in the past, and when they've done that, they've normally gone with the British <laughs> broadcasters. Right. I would much rather have them do that. Uh, you know. Uh, since I have to talk about boxing on Sundays, mm-hmm. I would much prefer to to hear from people that are on site. So what I did on Saturday is I put the I put the fight on ESPN Plus, and because Talk Sport was carrying the fight, I put I put the radio coverage on to make sure that I could get all the coverage that I needed to, right. so I could talk about it on Sunday. I mean, right. and, 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 by, and by the way, Robert, when I tell you this stuff with ESPN, I 100% agree with you. It's not okay. we agree, we right. agree. I'm just telling you what they would probably argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand where you're coming from, but somebody uh, is going to write a book someday, yeah. and I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be the rise and fall of ESPN, and it's going to go through the history from 1979, the up, 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 up trajectory, and then figure out what the peak was, whatever year that was, 2000, whatever, and then down, 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 because eventually uh, enough other people will get the properties from them. They'll get enough 
blowback on this, that, and the other kind of thing like this that they're doing. And they, they yep. are not the worldwide leader in sports in anybody. They may have more, more contract, but they're not the worldwide leader in sports in anybody's mind anymore. No. Well, and uh, there was a book. Um, uh, these guys have all the fun. Uh, yeah. that talked about ESPN. That uh, that was one hell of a read. It and I'm definitely sure was. Author, and, and I'm sure if the authors are still around, they could write a sequel about the way they're running the company mm, now. They're still around. They're still but, alive. They are. Yeah. So anyway, that's my panel. Uh, it's disgusting. I mean, for those of us that have, we've got to pay attention to certain things. Please be at your events. If you're going to cover an event, be there. Sean, what's going on in Austin? Well, 31 degrees. We've had freezing rain off and on uh, last night, this morning, maybe a little more tonight. They've already announced that schools might a lot. Certain school districts are already closing tomorrow. High school basketball games have already been canceled or rescheduled. They were supposed to play tonight. So, yeah, it's a little cool. But and it's and it's even this, worse up in the Dallas area. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah, the further north you go, and even yeah, the further north you go, it's worse. But we're we're getting like right now, it's not much. It's right around, but we'll see. But speaking, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way right now. Uh, Arena Sabalenka won the Women's Australian Open, uh, relatively, kind of sort of relatively unknown, I guess. And Novak Djokovic got his 22nd Grand Slam victory winning the Men's Australian Open. So there, we got that out of the way. And uh, got to talk about what this is, well, I could do it in basketball, but it's not really basketball related, but it kind it happened at a basketball game, of course. Y'all saw the story about the guy ordering the Uber Eats delivery at the Loyola Duquesne game. And of course, they figured out that it was a prank. The guy, nobody ordered, but the guy came down. He, he did, supposedly he did actually work as an Uber Eats driver, but he got in. I don't know how he got in with the McDonald's bag, but he got down there with somebody from Loyola was shooting foul free throws and he wandered on the court with the McDonald's bag like he was a hand and. <clears throat> Duquesne says they're investigating, trying to figure out uh, what's going. On, but already that person has been banned, and they figured it out because he was he was mic'd, and several people were videoing him. But anyway, speaking of other things that were not uh, that were not a prank, uh, we know we have the NFL. So that was not and before, a prank. And before we get to the NFL, we do have Jerry. So Jerry, come on in, Jerry. Yourself. Okay, I wanted to ask a question. Well, I don't know. I know you guys ain't do- aren't doctors or anything like that. We're talking right. about the Purdy situation with the chief. Uh, uh, if he had to have Tommy John surgery, could that be done robotically, and he could, uh, you know, come back? Maybe be able to come back next year. Uh, it does not. Done. It does not sound like. So. Like, no. It doesn't sound no. like it, Jerry. If no. He's gonna- no, I have surgery. So the whole probably thing out for next season. The whole thing is is very interesting because, and so we'll just do it now because <laughs> it was going to be part of what we we're going to talk about about this game. The the whole thing is very interesting because the San Francisco beat writers have been saying because Robert's been listening to them and and all that, and they've been saying he's going to be out all of next year. And then other John, people, and the John national, and that, I'm I'm almost done, Robert. Okay. The national uh, word like that was on BZ, and this is again just your your uh, you know you know, two-bit sports 
what the what the wires are saying is that he would be expected to be out for six months. Now that's just yeah. every injury has a timetable. You tear this, you're out this long. They go by averages. They, you know, first of all, there was nerve damage in his elbow. That may have something to do with it. That was mentioned on the on the broadcast. You know, on the San Francisco broadcast. Right. So that may be, um, have something to do with it. I don't know. But my Chris, point is, Chris, just to uh, not to interrupt you, but there is some breaking news in the NFL. Okay. Uh, and here's the way it reads. I got it for both CBS and ESPN. Saints and Broncos are finalizing compensation for the Broncos to hire Sean Payton. Whoa. Oh, okay. Well, this will be interesting because that will put the money uh, meat in the road or the rubber meat in the road. You know, is Wilson as bad as, as uh, you know, can Payton, who's can figure out anything, uh, and kept Drew Brees going for quite a while? Well, they kept each other going for quite a while. That is going to be a very interesting story we'll be covering. And, and I had heard last week, by the way, that some teams had cooled on Sean Payton because apparently on the Zoom calls, you believe, you know, if you believe what you hear mm-hmm. and, that's all you mm-hmm. can go by. That he was very arrogant, well, and all that. That you know, he, he just a lot of teams had cooled on him. And I, mm-hmm. I had heard that I had heard that Peyton had cooled on some teams because even with the Texans, that he had maybe was think he was maybe thinking, hmm, what's going to happen next year in Dallas? You know, <laughs> do I want to go just do TV for another year? That's what I had heard. He had My on only question about Denver. Uh, because they've given so many draft picks to Seattle, what is New Orleans getting for compensation? Yeah. Well, we'll find out when it, we'll find out we'll when find it's completed. Out. Yeah. Well, they but, can get players but, too. I mean, yeah, know, they yeah. can. But, and but you know, Robert, I was I was wondering this week why you know Peyton, he's a good coach, but I mean, he spent many years in New Orleans with a Hall of Fame quarterback and only won one Super Bowl. I don't know why people are elevating correct. him up to like a Belichick and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Well, Robert, you you did want to say more about uh, Purdy, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, uh, what I was going to say is um, uh, I believe the uh, the people that cover the 49ers because this morning on the KMBR morning show, they indicated that, Sean, uh, that uh, John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers, have contacted the Raiders to talk to them about Derek Carr, and they've also he's also contacted right. Tom Brady's agent to find out. I was about to say that. Uh, what and the, Tom, and the, uh, and what the Packers about Rodgers. Well, yep. uh, Green Bay has already said they're not going to trade uh, Rodgers to an NFC team. Yeah, I, I think they. I don't think they will. I, no, yeah, yeah, well, but, and, but but to be honest, wouldn't you be stupid not to at least check in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and no. and I've I've heard also uh, through the what I've heard about his injury is minimum six months, but it could be the whole season. That's what I've heard uh, different shows uh, say. I've heard Colin Cowherd talk about it. I've heard some of our local shows. I've heard you know others talk about it. Ben Maller, others. So, it, but they're saying minimum six months is possibly yeah, the, the whole the season. The whole mindset out there is confusing me because what what you've got a quarterback that you said about uh, three weeks into the season or whatever when Garoppolo got hurt we're we're fine you know Garoppolo I mean he started I'm sorry Trey Lance started the season and here's our guy this is our we're ready to go we're all set then he gets hurt Garoppolo comes in Garoppolo does okay you know they won games then too and you know then you have Purdy come in and he does well and then they're saying well boy you know uh, yeah we can still get rid of Garoppolo even because we we still got this guy Uh, Garoppolo's free agent remember well, yeah, yeah, but, but my point is, they weren't. They could have turned around and worked harder to sign them or done what they, they wanted to do. No, uh, yeah, so. and, and remember too, what the rumor that that I 
heard. And, you know, you hear some of the big time writers say the Packers say they won't trade Rodgers to an NFC team. But mm-hmm. if the Packers in their own heart of hearts feel that Rodgers is on the way, you know, if he's losing it, um, they well. may trade him to somebody like the 49ers because you could get it sounds like Trey Lance would be in that trade. That, I would think yeah. so. Yeah. But that's now, why you um, could trade for the Jets, too, with White or, or Wilson, if you think Wilson or White are good. That, I, think that, that, I, think they th- I think they think that Trey Lance is better than those two. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. Did. he probably is. Um, Go ahead, Robert. Uh, uh, and the, the point is the 49ers have made it very clear. They're tired of go- – they like Jimmy as a quarterback, but they're tired of him not being able to stay on the field. Oh, so they're not point. going to bring him back. Well, let's, yeah, let's yeah. talk and about remember, And remember, guys, hold on just a second. Remember, guys, when we are talking about all this, we're speculating. So don't, yeah, right. don't take any of this as that it's going to happen. We're just no. telling you what we've heard, and we're speculating. You guys, well, we're you not guys speculating say, about this. The, no. the Eagles beat the 49ers 31-7. to That actually happened. That actually and happened. It really did. It really did. Uh, and, you know, uh, Purdy, Purdy was out as of the end of the first quarter. It was 7 nothing. And, uh, you know, on a fumble play, the 49ers defense, you know, stopped them, and they got the ball back. And then uh, Josh Johnson, and I can't even remember where he played before. They say he's been in the league 16 years, but he must have played like a game a year. Cause I don't even and he's played, played, for, 13, and apparently, he's played for 13 teams. Kevin Harlan said he's played for 14. Third state with the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kevin Harlan so, so he said he's played in. for 14 teams in 16 years. Mm-hmm. 14 he came in and drove them down the field, 16. and they tied up the game. Uh, McCaffrey scored a touchdown. And they were in the game, but then I guess he started turning it over, and you know yep. then the Eagles established the running game and everything else. Then it was twenty-one to seven. Then he got hurt, and uh, Purdy had to come back in, and he couldn't throw. And nope. maybe it would have been better if they used use check because maybe at least they could have had the, the thought that he'd, and, he'd be able to throw. And, and this is why this is why they need to get rid of this. You can only have two quarterbacks on the active roster, especially during a playoff game when you have yeah. when I mean they have their I mean this guy was a scout team quarterback, but he was their second quarterback. They need to open that up yeah. and change that. Hopefully, I mean that's just it's stupid in the NFL. Maybe sometimes things like this make make rules change. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, they could. But An- another you know, rule it sounds like another rule that it sounds like is going to change after this year because you've seen it really get hot heavy now. Is this players pushing from behind? Yeah, it yeah. sounds like the competition committee wants to get rid of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know the thing is, this game. I don't think the Forty uh, ers would have won the game, but I think if Purdy had played, and and I think he could have saved. It could have been a good thing for him because not that he's out for a year and nobody wants to be hurt, but you don't know. This could have been the game where he came to earth. But I think he would have lost the game. I think it would have been like thirty-one to seventeen or something like that. Yeah. and he might have yeah. thrown a couple of interceptions and bad ones, and you know damaged his stock. But he's going in as the fair-haired boy when he comes back. You know, you got Trey Lawrence. That's my point is they got two fair-haired boys in Trey Lawrence and him. Trey Lance. And so, and Trey, Trey Lance, Lance. yes. Uh, Trey, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done that before with Trevor and Trey. And uh, uh-huh. so, yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is the 49ers will end up on their feet. They're, they're a good organization. They'll figure out a way to make, yep. whether it's getting Rodgers, whether it's having Lance next year, whether it's picking up, uh, you know, somebody like Carr. They'll figure out a way to get on their feet. So I'm not worried about the 49ers. And speaking of the the quarterback, so Rick, I guess, um, and obviously I I tell you this because JT the Brick covers the Raiders. Uh, It sounds like, Robert, that the Raiders and Tom Brady, it sounds like that's kind of cooled. Absolutely it's cooled. 
they want to get hot. What did you do to them, Robert? Earth. How did you get the drag sense <laughs> into their minds? Uh, they 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 want to they want to get hot and heavy now on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy! <laughs> and, uh, well, I guess my question on Aaron Rodgers would be: He hasn't won playoff games with a good Packers team in the past. Nope. So why, what I leads agree. To believe? Perry, uh, I, I'm one of these Raider fans that I don't. I didn't want Brady, and I don't want Rodgers. Um, you know. Uh, look, okay, who I know do? We need okay, a Robert, Who huh? who do you? If you could pick, who would you like? If you could pick, um, honestly, out of the free agent quarterbacks, I honestly don't know who I would pick. Because uh, Jimmy is a good quarterback, but he can't stay on the field. Right. Um, you know, now if he could stay on the field, that's who I would take. But he can't stay on the field. I honestly don't know. But I know I, I don't want a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. I don't want a 46-year-old Tom Brady. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know who the Raiders should get. But, uh, Guys, you know. this news is just coming hot and heavy now. Um, former 49ers, 49ers defensive coordinator. D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. Yep. Yeah. He Houston. and the Texans have given the Texans, yeah. a six-year deal. Yep. That okay. Just yeah, that, yeah. They were talking. Yeah, that was. They knew. They already. It was already pretty much understood they wanted him. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, but they had to wait until the game was the game. over, and they were yeah. and and they were going to talk. They had a second interview yesterday. So yeah, I'm right. not surprised that came down. So, but we do. But we do have another game to get to. We okay, but before we leave that, I just wanted to say that I, I don't think I would not have counted the 49ers out if Purdy didn't get hurt. I mean, you had that that game was seven seven with about six minutes left in the half yep. without yep. Purdy, and that was with an Eagles touchdown that shouldn't have scored if they had you know uh, stopped uh, Devontae Smith's catch, and you had and then you had Shanahan, I think do a terrible move when they were down 14 to seven and just a couple minutes left. And he started throwing the ball when they, when they were going to get the ball back in the second half and they could make some second half adjustments. And that 49ers defense, I mean, they, they were committing some penalties because they knew they had to try to take chances to, right. to do something because the offense wasn't going to, but I heard a, I heard a stat that during the regular season, that 49ers defense teams playing the 49ers a week after they played the 49ers, the team, those teams were 0 and 15. That is correct. That, that showed you how the 49ers defense beat up on them. Yeah. yeah. And, and an inter- interesting thing real quick on this, uh, you add the combined age of the two starting quarterbacks of Philadelphia and 49ers, it's 47. Tom Brady's about to turn 47 soon. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one other thing, because D'Amico Ryans is a minority candidate, the 49ers will get more draft choices this year to use in the draft. Okay. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Get Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Anyway, uh, Kansas City uh, beat Cincinnati 23-20 in a pretty good game. It was good. I mean, oh, the, yeah. Bengals, uh, the, the Bengals fell behind 13-3. to They came back and tied it up. Chiefs went back ahead 20-13. to Bengals came back and tied it up. And then you ended up with the end of the game. There were a lot of crazy things going on. Uh, Butker, uh, Harrison Butker hit a 45-yard field goal with three seconds to go to, to win it. Jim Nance did something he shouldn't have done because I heard the call uh, later where he said, and, and he wins it for the for the Chiefs. There are three seconds to go. Did you not see the Raiders and Patriots a few weeks ago? I mean, you don't yeah, see that. Really. That is not something that you say if you're really a professional announcer. That's wrong because three seconds is still three seconds. But anyway, point is the game uh, went the way it went. And, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, 
you know, if this was a real turnaround for borrow, you know, everybody, we had the Peyton uh, Manning uh, rivalry and things like that. This is a real turnaround. If Barrow had ever won this game. Now, I understand that uh, Mahomes was hurt. And, you know, we got to give him all the credit. I think, to me, it was like the bloody sock game was showing. I mean, he was just gutted it out. You know, he ran for that you know, for that first first down. And then Joseph Asai was the go to the game because he hit him out of bounds. They still were not in field goal range. They wouldn't have kicked the field goal there and would have gone to overtime. But he hit him out of bounds. And, you know, that was really stupid. But, you know, really, that was the GOAT. But, but Mahomes is the hero because, you know, he gutted it out played as hard as he possibly could. He's going to have two weeks to rest. I think he's going to be a lot better, you know, mobility and stuff when he gets in against the Eagles. So, but it, it, it's a credit to him. It's a credit to the, the they've now three Super Bowls in four years for, for the uh, Chiefs. And, uh, you know, he really needed this win because Burrow would have totally started to dominate that rivalry. And now it's, it's a real rivalry. I mean, Barrow won last year, yeah. he won this year, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing that you, know, you look forward to in, in years to come like we had with Brady and Manning, and, you know, uh, this, this, is, this is a good thing. And the Eagles are favored by not, two and a half. It just opened right. the line. Yeah. Not only did Mahomes got it out with the foot, but he also lost three receivers during the game. He was down to, like, Kelsey, MBS, and nobody, you know, and it was, yep. and, uh, it was, it was an amazing – he was moving a lot better than I thought he would. He was mm-hmm. he was pretty – now he's got that that's five game, five years that he started and, you know, three three Super Bowl appearances, two two other just conference finals. It's, yep. it's, it's an amazing career. <laughs> Reed now has 21 postseason wins. He's uh, second now. He's passed Tom Landry, Belichick with 31, Reed with 21, and uh, Landry has 20. So that's that's the thing uh, now. And it really jumbled up our contest because the way our contest works, it's very playoff oriented. So if you pick, we we pick teams about the third week of the season as to who was going to the Super Bowl. And if your team went to the Super Bowl, you got 50 points. And Robert and Rick picked uh, the Eagles. And Jamal and Sean, uh, not no. not uh, Al, Al and John, uh, Sean picked the Chiefs. So that jungle juggled the uh, standings. So we now have Rick at three twenty and Sean at three twenty. They're both tied for first place, and they're going to have to do some strategizing about who they're going to pick because Wait, Sean has Robert, the advantage. Uh, you mean Robert, Chris? What? Uh, Robert, Rick and Rick, Sean are tied for first place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. With three twenty. Yeah. What What I'm yeah. going to say is that Sean has the advantage because he's still got the Chiefs alive, uh, you know, for going all the way. Because you had to pick, you get more points for saying who's going all the way. Right. And he's got the Chiefs, and uh, Rick is uh, does not. You know, he uh, had picked the Bills. He had Bills, the Eagles, yeah. and he had picked the Bills, so he can't get right. those points. So anyway, they're at three twenty. And then Robert, yes, yes, you want to talk about Robert. Robert yeah. is third with 306. Okay. Perry's 300. Al has 298. I've got 292. Been leading for months, but this is the thing. I didn't have the Super Bowl, any team in the Super Bowl, uh, because I had Buffalo and the Rams. A lot of us had the Rams. Okay. 292. USF 286. Pierre 273. Jerry 265. Uh, King Dale 233, Jamal 228, and Laurie 213. So, and then we've got all kinds of things going. We're not going to obviously talk about it here, but we've got all kinds of things going for the Super Bowl with combined scores for quarters and everything else. So, who knows how it's all going to turn out? But that's the way the, pro- the problem are. is, Chris. You led for quite a bit of time. I led for quite a bit of time. Let's just hope we didn't peak too early. That's I think we did. I think that's exactly what we did. We needed pace horses. Yeah, really. Okay. We have the finalists for the MVP. 
uh, for the uh, for the league this year. It's Josh Allen of the Bills, Joe Burrow of the Bengals, uh, Jalen Hurts of the Eagles, uh, Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, and Patrick Mahomes, who I think is going to win it. I assume yeah. the voting is done like baseball at the end of the regular season, but he was probably going to win it anyway. So. No, it is, and then they have the award. They hand out all the awards to do the honor show next Thursday the night on okay. ESPN. Yeah. Carolina Carolina hired Frank Reich, uh, Bill's old coach, to coach the uh, Panthers. And we'll see now, maybe separated from the craziness that is the Colts, that is Chris Boward, that is whatever, um, you know, maybe he can do something. I, I still have some faith in him. I think he's going to do all right. I think he can. I, I think if he's yeah. in the right situation, away from the earth phase. Yeah. yeah. Now, Nathaniel Hackett is getting another job. He's gone to the Jets, and good for them. You know, I love it when things like that happen. And, I know what, what I mean. And, again, I guess he was a good coordinator before and, uh, you know, just certainly couldn't do the head coaching. But, uh, you know, maybe he'll be a good coordinator. I don't know. But and, that might, and that might fuel the Rogers, Rogers rumors to the Jets. Yeah, that's right. It, it has. And then that's the deal, Rogers to the Jets and uh, – you know, they, they're, they're talking about uh, that. And, you know, again, they could send him a quarterback. They could send him draft choices. I mean, but, again, how much does – we know he didn't have any receivers to work with, but how much has he got left? That's the question, like Robert was saying. You know, he's, he is getting older, and he really took, looked terrible most of the year. So who the heck knows? Uh, and it's just, it's just it's off the feet. You know, well, yeah. I mean, they, there was an interview with his rookie receiver this week, Dobbs, somewhere, and somebody asked him for a story about Rodgers off the field. And uh-huh. he says, well, to tell you the truth, there, were, there, were, there was no one single time all year where he was with us off the field. Yeah, yeah, very strange. Yeah, speak, yeah speaking of those changes, real quick, uh, Kellen Moore was unemployed for one day. He left the Cowboys yeah. on Sunday, and now he's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. So he gets to work with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. Uh, Quinn there, uh, what's, the, what's his first name? Dan, is it Dan, Dan Quinn's going to stay. Dan Quinn is going to stay as the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Travis and Jason, Jason Kelsey are going to be the first brothers to play in the Super Bowl against each other. So that'll be kind of cool. And I had never heard much about Jason until, you know, until that, that was uh, brought up. And I guess he's pretty pretty good offensive lineman there. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Jason's been an all-pro uh, center for a number of years, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah Tra- Travis is the second in uh, re- receiving all times in the postseason, passing Ju- Julian Edelman and only behind Jerry Rice. And that's pretty amazing because – it took a lot of games for Jerry Rice and Julian Edelman. I, I have a feeling Kelsey's rap, racking them up more per game than they did. It's just, it, you know, there's more postseason games now, so that's yeah. part of it. But, you know, still, Mahomes and Hurst are the first two, uh, Hurts are the first two black quarterbacks that are going to start against each other in the Super Bowl. And uh, and allegedly Miami is not interested in Tom Brady, and nobody believes no. Miami isn't interested. No. You know, I mean, we think they are. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, and two, and you know, perhaps two will be okay. I mean, nobody's. You can't write two off either. So I I I I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he never plays again. I'm not going to be surprised if he never plays again. Well, it's I don't possible. Know. You know, we'll see. But the, it's that'd be too bad. Anyway, anyway. Uh, any more NFL stuff? Well, the, uh, the, uh, just to close the Miami thing, he's still in concussion protocol. He has yeah. not recovered. Wow. So Which is crazy. Right. And we had uh, Andre Savard was in percussion, concussion protocol for how long, Rick? Well, like for a year, right? right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. And I was just going right. to say the uh, the NFL cap for this year went up from two, $208 million to two twenty four. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Well, we did. We uh, got a, had a lot of good discussion on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. For baseball, we may as well get the first things first. Zach Greinke is returning uh, to Kansas City on a one-year deal. And Dexter Fowler is retiring. Now, Dexter Fowler, I don't know much about him. Didn't he play with uh, Colorado, I think? Is that where he was, Perry? He was with the Cubs, the Cardinals, and I think a few other teams, too. But he's remembered by Cub fans as the 26th. 16 leadoff hitter on that World Series team. Oh, okay. He was oh, he was the he was the catalyst for all the the good hitters that they had that year. Okay. Well, all right. Um, Scott Rowland was elected to the Hall of Fame with uh, uh, Fred McGriff, of course, already going in from the Veterans Committee, and um, he's uh, was of course a third baseman all the way through his career. He's seventy six point three percent of the vote. You have to be named on seventy five percent of the ballots to get in. He was the it's his sixth try, and he's he started when he had ten percent when he first started out, and he's the lowest to start uh, for someone who's ever been elected. And he played from the, for the Phillies from '96 through '02, Cardinals '02 to '07, then uh, Toronto '08, '09, and Cincinnati '09 to '12. And uh, what people say, they're kind of they're not real happy with his statistics as a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, I mean, he was a good defensive no. player, but he had 281. He had 320, uh, 316 uh, home runs, I think it is, and uh, 1,287 RBIs. So if you divide it out, out, it's like 20 home runs and 80 RBIs per year, which is a good year. You know, you want a player to do that, but that doesn't sound like Hall of Fame. That's not 30 home runs and 100 RBIs or anything. Right. He's a seven-time All-Star and he won the World Series for the Cardinals in 06. And then in uh, 97, he was the Rookie of the Year. So was Nomar that year, as a matter of fact. Uh, and eight gold gloves, and he won gloves and a silver slugger. For And uh, he's in the St. Louis Hall of Fame. And so, I don't know. What do you guys think? you think uh, he doesn't strike me? I didn't even know he was on the ballot. We were talking about a lot, all these people that aren't getting in with steroids and this. I didn't even know he was on the ballot. Uh, no, this was one of those years, Chris, where... Um the writers could have voted nobody in because yeah. it, was, it was very yeah. sketchy, you know. Yeah. So see, and I think I think there could have I think there could have been a few voted in. I mean, I I certainly think um, you look at Todd Helton's numbers. There, I think they're good enough. Um, Billy, was Wagner, he on this year? Or is he come on next year? No, he was on this yet? year. He was he on, was this, on year. this year. And I don't know. I I guess I don't know if we're putting closers in. Why are we not putting Billy Wagner in yet? Well, oh, yeah, Mary, I think in. he'll get in next year. I think. I, I think those. Guys, it sounds like those guys both have a great yeah. shot of getting yeah. in next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Beltre will be on the ballot. He'll get in next year, yep. and then in twenty twenty five, each year will get in. So, yeah. The, the thing right. that a lot of people have with the writers, and you hear it over and over again, when these guys send in blank ballots and vote for nobody, that's why you hear. The Eric Nadell, the Pat Hughes's, I think Chris, you said Joe Castiglione thinks. Oh yeah, the writer, the broadcasters. That's why you hear them say that because they see these guys. Whereas the a lot of times these writers, the only thing they do is they can look at them through a you know a, a, a lens from another place. But these guys see them every day. Yeah. And starting and starting this year, remember they're going to see everybody every year. That's right. Right. So uh, Matt Barnes was uh, designated for assignment by the Red Sox to make room for Adam Duvall. And then he was traded. And I don't remember the name of the reliever. They got a reliever from the Marlins, Rick. Did you hear this name? I don't remember. I heard it, but I don't remember. 
Yeah, I don't know who he is, so, so I can't even tell you, Perry, so you can give us a scouting report. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, you know, he could be, for all we know, you know, Matt Barnes could do well for them, too. I mean, it's just one of these things. But he, he's, he was a member of the 2018 team. You know what? They signed him. This is another good friend, uh, Red Sox move. They signed him to an extension. I, I got heard, saw in the Globe in uh, July of 2021, and that's exactly when he, right before the All-Star game, that's exactly when he tailed off as a closer, and, you know, <laughs> that was that was it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. What can I tell you? It's just... You uh, know, crazy. another thing with the Marlins, Chris, Kim Ng was on with the two gyms. Kim Ng, of course, the general manager, mm-hmm. and she is really, really, really happy about the trade they got Arise in. Oh, yeah, I would be, too. I don't understand it. Don't understand that trade. I mean, we'll see. This pitcher better be pretty good. But, uh, you know, so we got David USF gave us some interesting statistics. I'm not going to give all the numbers, but just the rankings of the most valuable teams in baseball, because we were talking about the Angels sale not going through and what they were asking for and stuff like that. And it starts with Atlanta uh, being number 10 at two uh, two 2.1 billion, I think. Then the Angels are ninth, Philadelphia eight. St. Louis 7, Mets 6, San Francisco 5 at 3. Point. Now we're getting to the teams that have land and control of their ballpark. San Francisco at 3.5. So you see that's a, a, a billion dollars more than uh, the bottom team there, the Braves. The Cubs at 3.8, the Red Sox 3.9 in third place, the Dodgers 4.1, and the Yankees $6 billion. Wow. So wow. There you go. Yep. You know. And, yeah, we were talking about all the people that are going to be in. Adrian Beltre will be getting on the uh, ballot. Uh, and the, uh, the Braves signed Brian Snicker to, uh, through 2025 uh, as, as their manager. And Jeff McNeil was signed uh, to a four-year, $64 million extension to avoid arbitration. Well, it's a four-year and $50 million and with incentives it can go to 64. Ah, okay. All right. So that's good for um, – that and any more baseball talk as we, you know, it's not too far before pitchers and catchers go to camp. No, just about three weeks uh, in some cases. Robert, the A's uh, traded pitcher, is it Cole Irvin? Yes. To the Orioles. Tell us, give us about 15 seconds on him. Well, Baltimore <laughs> is going to get a good pitcher. Uh, and uh, that's why I told Bill that Chad Pender is going to be good for the Reds. Whenever you leave Oakland, you do wonderful. Because John Fisher does not want to put any money into this team. And uh, I wish baseball could get him out of baseball, to be honest. Uh, and I, I guess there is some news with the Rays that they are um, going to develop the Tropicana Field area with affordable housing and a African-American museum and things like that. I guess what I would wonder is why would you develop the very same area if you think people don't want to go there. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea. And the other I don't thing think you want to go to the stadium. There's a thing, yeah, it's it again, <laughs> I keep going back to Dave O'Brien's quote about, you know, if Fenway's Augusta, this is a pitching putt, you know? I mean But they're gonna and they're, the ballpark. new stadium if they let if the Rays you know or, or if they do this, it's gonna be in the same location. It's not gonna they're not moving it, it's gonna be in the same area. Right. And the, the thing too is there's a thing about Tampa Bay and St. Pete. It's in St. You know, it's called Tampa Bay, and that's right. But it's in St. Pete, and the people in Tampa don't really. I don't know if it's traffic or what. They don't really like going over there, and uh, and that there's more of them than there are in St. Petersburg, as I understand it. So, uh, you know, that is a little. It's like the Oakland uh, San Francisco thing, Robert. You know, it's just yeah. people 
don't necessarily want to go from San Francisco to Oakland. So oh. it, it's one of these things. So I don't know. I think I know they're trying to get a plan together. I know they have to sign off on something by basically, what, a year from now. They have to yes. have something worked out or they don't get their uh, money. Well, I, know the, the, uh, that, I know that's the case for the A's. If they don't have it in place by January 15th, 24, they don't get revenue sharing. I don't know about the raise. Yeah, I don't, because I don't, we I had think, that story a few weeks ago. The, yeah. I think it's a little bit I think it's a little bit different because the Rays, I mean, I know I know Robert A's fans probably don't want to hear this. The Rays are actually trying. Yes, you guys are. have yeah. an owner you got you guys have an owner who doesn't really care. And and we so, have a, we also have a person that wants to buy them but he won't sell them. Correct. You know? But so. you know, it it so the situations are a bit different but um because the, the how, owner did baseball, the, how did baseball get McCord out? I mean, what what do you have to do to get an owner out, or did he finally volunteer oh, to? Well, you can vote, you can vote them out. You can vote them out, but I forget what happened with Frank. But they got him out pretty quickly. And but it takes twenty four out of it takes twenty four out of the thirty. Uh, yeah, I, w- yeah. I wish uh, baseball would do that with John <clears throat> Fisher because Joe Lakoff has uh, made repeated offers and he's turning them all down. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you know. well, we're not going to turn Jamal down. So Jamal, if you want to unmute, we would be able to hear you. Come on, Jamal. <clears throat> hello, hello, y'all. How are you hey, doing Jamal. today? Hey, Jamal. All right. Okay. Okay. A couple things here. Number one, you're talking about the disaster known as the Oakland Athletics. And you compare the Frank McCord situation. Remember, Frank McCord was dealing with financial fraud, plus he had an ugly divorce that involved money and uh, adultery and all that. So that's why they knocked Frank McCord out. And And I I think think you're on to something. I think you're on to something, Jamal. It would take 24 out of 30 owners, and usually that is pretty hard to get. Right, it would all, almost take an act of Congress otherwise to get rid of. Well, it'd uh, have to be like the Clippers guy. What's his name there? You know, the finding something like that 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 can turn it around. Right, or even, or even the Suns guy. But That's you right. guys have met. Also, talking about the NFL playoffs now, Philly bludgeoned the Forty ers and the Forty ers quarterbacks got hurt. But uh, I don't necessarily know if Tom Brady is going to be answered because he'll be too short term to answer. And then he retires, and they if they let go of Trey Lance and Purdy, then they'll have a big donut hole with defensive players, but no quarterback. Well, Gee, I don't, I don't no think sense. Jamal, I don't think Jamal, they're going to trade Purdy because at least we think that he may be on the injured list to start the season. So it would probably mm-hmm. be Lance they would trade. Right, and then they well, still have well, Purdy coming back. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, Lance would Trey Lance would kind of make sense, but he's unproven. But I also want, but I also want to say this about the Eagles. I was listening to that whole game. I'm surprised that the Eagles were weren't charged with some fines and some of them hits on both Purdy and Josh Johnson. And Gus Johnson, they knocked Purdy out. To me, I, I'm I'm wondering how that stuff wasn't kind of dirty. I know football is a physical game, but I'm curious about that. And one more thing about college basketball, I would. How many? What schools do you all think will make it from the Big Ten and from the uh, Missouri Valley? Um, probably from the Missouri, probably from the Missouri Valley. Whoever wins the tournament will be who makes it. In the Big Ten, there's there's about seven or eight of them that'll go, and it's per, like we said earlier, it's Purdue and everybody else. Yeah. What about yeah. Northwestern? Probably not. 
But that oh, could still that could still change though. Oh yeah, you got you still got uh, six weeks to go, and you you got work to do, but you can do it. You know, you got time. You get hot, and uh, you do well, and again win a couple games in the tournament, and get yourself. You know, it's it's early, and the Big Ten. It doesn't mean they're not a strong conference just because they got two teams in the top twenty-five because they're beating each other. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Okay, so that could lead us right into college if we don't have any more baseball stuff. We do. do. No. All right. So for college. Uh, Sean already talked about the Duquesne thing. I, I imagine somebody from, uh, you know, one of the other uh, Grubhub or something is going to try to get it onto the field for the Super Bowl now. I don't know, but uh, you know, yeah. we'll see what they could. Well, do. It'll be a commercial anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, so the LSU coach Brian Kelly got one million point one thirty eight thousand one million one hundred thirty eight thousand dollars too much last year. I don't know how that happened. I guess Pierre chipped in more than he, you know, as a booster. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever. And, they, you know, they, they found that out. And, uh, you know, and uh, Big 12 beat the SEC 7-3 to three in the uh, challenge. That's kind of cool that you have it right in the middle of the season. Nice little uh, all-star break all do, kind of thing. And the ironic part is the three bottom Big 12 were the – the, they were the ones that got victories over. I mean, I mean West Virginia beating Auburn and Oklahoma beating Alabama. I mean, a number four and a number twenty-five team yeah. in the and, and you know, Oklahoma the didn't only beat Alabama; they blew them. Out. They destroyed them. They destroyed them. And then you had some other met. Like I said, I mean, Texas losing to Tennessee, and you know, but I mean, they were both ranked teams. It didn't yeah. affect what Texas was, a whole lot. You had the TCU, Iowa State, Missouri. Yeah, TCU, Mississippi State. TCU easily could have won that game. Oh, they could have Iowa State, Missouri was another good one. You had Baylor, Arkansas, another another good ma- another good matchup. Yeah, very very good. Uh, I enjoy the Big Ten ACC thing that happens right after Thanksgiving. That's I, fun I do too, too. But doing it during during mm-hmm. the season, it's kind of fun too to to see that. And they do it all on Saturday, all on yeah. one day. So all on one day, it's all on one day. So all right, well here is the top twenty five. And thanks to Sean. Sean was the one who got it this week. One time he can get it, one time I can get it. So he got it this week. Purdue, number one. Tennessee, number two. <clears throat> Three is Houston. Four, Alabama. So they're still number four. See, what happens is with these top 25s, you know, you really, you, you might lose one game, but I'll show you what can happen if you win two because we'll get down to a team that I know won two, and that's why they moved up five spots. So if you can win your two games in the week, mm-hmm. normally you play two games because you're you're playing tough t- conference teams. You're playing teams with some power rating to them. So you're you're not. And if you lose, you're not going down too much because you're again you're not losing to a, a really unranked team. So or a team that has no reputation at all. So anyway, Alabama's four, five is Arizona, six is Virginia, seven Kansas State, eight Kansas. Now they're playing tonight. They're playing tonight. Yep. Going to be. I'll get to my rant on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll get to we'll right that, that in a minute. Yeah. 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 Nine is UCLA. Ten is Texas. And so, again, they're kind of hanging, treading water there. Eleven is Baylor. Twelve, Gonzaga. Thirteen, Iowa State. Uh, despite, well, now, of course, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they, they just lost. But if they turn around on Saturday, they'll they won't. next week. And yeah, Baylor well, drop too a, after losing to Baylor drop after losing to Texas last night too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, maybe not. If they win their other game, they might be able to hang in fairly sure. close. Fourteen is Marquette. Fifteen is TCU. See, Big East has a lot of people, but their first one's Marquette. But still, they have a lot of yeah. teams. Uh, Marquette, fifteen TCU. Uh, Xavier is sixteen. 
17th Providence is what I'm talking about. You win your two games, they went from 22 to 17. So that's what you can do if the right teams lose, if you win your two games. 18 is uh, St. Mary's of California. 19 is Florida Atlantic. 20 is Clemson. 21, Indiana. So Purdue and Indiana, the only uh, teams in the Big Ten that are in the top uh, 25. 22, San Diego State. 23, Miami. 24, UConn. And 25, Auburn. So, uh, so go ahead. Uh, but you've got a lot to... of teams. You got a lot of teams, Chris, in yeah. the Big Ten that are that are not in there, but they're they're close. No. Yeah. So that's and why that's that why think you think they're going to get be, seven or eight in there. One that yes, one that I would think would be pretty close in the ACC, looking at their record and and mm. uh, and they just beat. Uh, I forget who they beat the other day, but it was one of the good teams. Is Pitt? Pitt isn't that far out. I mean, there's a lot of teams like no. that in the Big Ten that you know if they go to 27, 30, 32, you know, have a well, good week, you could move in. What I heard is tw- about 21 through 35 are all bunched up there yep. together. It could be. Right. That's what I've heard. But, all right, speaking of that, all right, speaking of going back to ESPN and their deal with the Big 12, now they have to do at least one or two games a week on ESPN+. Plus, But it could very easily be changed. All right, this happened to Iowa State twice, playing Kansas oh, actually in about a three-night period, but it was – playing Kansas, who was number two, and Texas, who at the time was number seven, I think, and Iowa State was 12 or 13, you know, around where they are now, getting bumped. And now you got number eight and number seven being bumped over to ESPN Plus because they have this. And then look at this. At the same night, we got West Virginia, TCU. West Virginia is one of the bottom feeders. TCU is in there, but they could have very easily flipped and said, okay, Kansas, Kansas State, you guys are going on the big ESPN. Right. I see your hand. Dick will get you in just a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether it's you know whether it's up to the conference or the network or who who you blame well, on that. Now I know at the beginning of the year Kansas State was picked to finish last in the conference, so maybe if they had it all set up, but it, when they start seeing that teams are really crazy, yeah. this could be a good game. They could move it. You know, see, and Iowa, they, Iowa State's when you the, same way, Sean, the same way. They were picked. Iowa State's yeah. the same way. They were picked pretty low. Well, yeah. But if you see and, another game on that same night, you know, say you could very easily say, you know, what, we're going to put this one over on ESPN. Absolutely, put this one on. I mean, you look at what the NBA did a couple of weeks ago with the Celtics. Last week, Celtics and Knicks put them on, mm-hmm. and they they didn't show the uh, Charlotte and the Bulls because the you know Charlotte's been so horrible. Bulls aren't not great, but the Charlotte's just been horrible. So they they moved it, and that's what you do. That's, you know, so we go it's better. It's better financially for everybody because it, it, it you want eyeballs. You want people watching these. Well, let's let's, let's go, go to, to let's go to Dick. So Dick, go ahead and unmute, and then Gina, you'll be up right after Dick. Oops. Hello. There you everybody. are. There hey, you there are. There you well, are. Talk about that Charlotte Bulls game. Oh, that was a horrible game. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, the Bulls played down to the end up in some of the Hornets. Or, man, it was, yeah, the Hornets died, I think. Uh, and then they lost. Hey, I got a question for Robert. How will the owner, Davis, uh, be able to afford to pay Rogers who went to Vegas? I can't understand that. He's oh, well, it's going crap. to involve it's going to involve a trade. So obviously, what's going to have to happen is uh, we're going to give Green Bay some draft choices and probably a couple of players. The rumor is, if Rodgers is traded to the Raiders, uh, they'll they'll get whatever draft choices Green Bay wants, and they'll also get Darren Waller and Hunter Hunter Renfro. But, you know, so, he's got fifty million dollars coming to him. That's a all lot I, of money. All for I a can guy say though, up. I would agree. But all I can say, Dick, and I think I think you would agree because you pay attention to that division. Is the Packers better get a quarterback because it ain't Jordan Love? No, and uh, trust me, <laughs> I don't want I don't want Aaron Rodgers. So uh, you know, 
Uh, Robert, how did Devontae Adams and he, now I know that, you know, obviously he left and he said, I'll follow Derek Carr anywhere, but uh, they had a good uh, tandem in Green Bay. Was the, would Devontae Rogers, uh, Adams stay if Rodgers came? Uh, well, oh, Devontae yeah. Adams says he always wanted to be a Raider and he's going to stay. He said the only problem with Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers wants to be the offensive coordinator. He wants to run his own ship. And he said that can sometimes be a problem. That's why he said at the end of the season, he said, look, if you're going to change quarterbacks, get somebody younger that I can work with and that we can have a cohesive offensive unit. He said if you bring in an older guy like Brady or Rodgers, they're going to want to run their own show and that's going to set back the organization a number of years. So that, well, that's Adams will be the prime guy, though, you know, because they work together. So quarterbacks like that. So if you come into it, it's like great Brady and Gronk when he, they got to Tampa Bay. You know, it was still the Brady and Gronk show. So right. I think you basically see Adams, uh, you know, getting a lot of uh, traffic from Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. And as far as as far as paying Rodgers goes, I, I think we're finding out, at least I am, over the last couple of years with like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers and when they're making their Super Bowl runs, with all the players they sign, you can get around the cap if you want to. There's ways that, to do it. You can, correct. yep. Yeah, but like I say, and, if the Packers are going to trade Rodgers, and, and you know, I, I don't think a lot of fans now are totally opposed to it. You better get a quarterback because you don't have one. I mean, he, he, Jordan Love is Love is not the answer in this case. But in this case, case, however, Gina is the answer. Hey, Gina. Boy, that's big shoes to fill. I know. (laughs) Man. All right, right, Gina, the pressure's on. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you what. Well, I just found out that um, Denver and New Orleans have made some kind of a deal which would make well, they're Sean close Payton, to they're the close coach to it. of the Broncos. Yeah, yeah they're, they're close yeah. to it. We covered that a little earlier. They are close. Yeah. To oh, I'm it. sorry, yeah. I missed that. That's I just okay. found out, That's so okay. I didn't know and what, what, what we were saying before I did or not. And what we were saying, Gina, and you can throw in on this is, you know, this means okay if Peyton goes there, and again they don't have much draft capital, but they they could send them some players. They can do whatever, you know, they, they have to do something. But this really puts the pressure on Wilson. You know, people have been able to blame some of Wilson's problems on Nathaniel Hackett and the disorganization of Denver and all that. But Peyton is supposed to be an offensive guru. Do you think that Wilson has that much left, having been a former Wilson supporter? Uh, or are you like so mad at him that uh, you hope he fails and uh, you know that nothing good ever happens for him? Well, I'm not happy that he went to Denver. You know, you'll never convince me that that was a good move. But um, the problem that's going on with Denver, according to my husband, who knows more about this than I do, is the other players in the Broncos aren't protecting Russell Wilson, so he's not doing his job. Well, I don't think so, they like him. Was one thing I don't I've been hearing. They didn't um, like him very much. <laughs> I just don't know if um, what's what if Russell Wilson's the problem. When he was in Seattle, was um, he a like popular player, Gina? Maybe, with, with the with, with the other players, was he a popular player in Seattle? Yes. No, it's not working for him in Denver somehow. No. Yeah, I think he was. Um, but I'll I bet if I'll how, bet if he I'll bet this year though, Gina, if he he would go eleven and six or whatever. Then he, he'd, he'd get more to, popular. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. And I think that if they had a better coach and never have liked Nathaniel Hackett, um, yeah. well, they've maybe got to have Russell, a better coach. Wilson would have a better chance because maybe <laughs> he can make the other players do their job. Right, right. Just saying. No, that's yep. cool. Okay, Gina. That's cool. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you. All right. 
All right. So, uh, we any more other calls? We want to talk about Billy Packer for a couple minutes. Okay. But anything before that? Go, about, go ahead with nope. Billy Packer. All right, Billy Packer. He just died this week at 82 years old. Went to Wake Forest and uh, played for them 59 through 62. Then he was assistant there. Then he got involved in broadcasting. Started on the ACC television in 72, and then uh, and then regular ACC. He was like a backup in 72. Then got to be a regular announcer. Then he went to the NBC from 74 through 81, which was of course the last time they had the Final Four, the day that Ronald Reagan was shot. And then it went to CBS with the Final Four from 81 through 08. So that meant he did 34 Final Fours from 75 through 08. Uh, you know, he had uh, 27 at uh, 7 at NBC and 27 at CBS. Uh, he died of kidney failure. He worked with Kurt, uh, Kurt Gowdy, uh, of course. Let's see. Dick Enberg, Gary Bender, uh, Brent Musburger, and Jim Nance. And uh, yeah. so pretty much anybody, and, anybody can remember. And ironically, and, and this was pointed out how on, to the, on the same date, him and his partner with, well, with, with Inberg, uh, Al McGuire died on the same date, like 22 years apart, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he, uh, of course, and the big, uh, the trio in the booth and uh, the most uh, famous trio and is, uh, uh, was probably uh, uh, he and uh, Al McGuire and Dick Enberg. And you know, yeah. Dick just sat there and was uh, the Frank Gifford of the group and let them do what they were doing, you know. And uh, yep. and they, they, that was a fun uh, fun thing to watch. And oh, yeah. he uh, was he, uh, one of the things he was criticized for in the articles that we read about him that he could be somewhat negative. That if you didn't score, it was you know your fault, or he would say if you allowed somebody to score, the defense you yeah. know uh, gave in. Well, it can't be both. I mean, you know, well, it's a little of both. I don't know. You know, in a given play, the defense may have a failure, and the offense may make a great play. So who the heck knows? Well, and uh, I guess he also was very uh, uh, critical of coaches, and he also yes. uh, got into some controversies, uh, said some things that he shouldn't have said, and you know, he would not have lasted. 35, 34 years in this environment and at the network no. level, that is for sure. But, uh, you know, I always enjoyed watching them. If I were, oh, on, I like t- if I were yeah. on TV, I wouldn't last 34 years either. <laughs> no, none of us would. No. <laughs> okay. Well. So any, any more college uh, stuff? NA, I don't, no? NA, I don't want to be on TV anyway. But no, no more college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Nobody else does either once you're on TV. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, a wait a second. Pierre raised his hand. Come on in, Pierre. Okay, Pierre, because I don't think he wants to talk about the NBA, so uh, he's uh, for forestalling uh, going to call, going on to the NBA here. Uh, well, uh, NASCAR starts this Sunday. Uh, yep, yep. They have the first race, the uh, crash, and uh, uh, and then on the nineteenth is the Daytona five hundred, and mm-hmm. yep. uh, and the LSU women basketball team are now twenty one and zero. And they drew over 15,000 people last night when they played Tennessee. Wow. Where are they right? ranked in the uh, – and, and that's what the controversial Kim Mulkey is, their coach. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Pierre, I have got a phone call into someone that you and I both know about coming on and maybe uh, being a NASCAR expert. Well, yeah. Of I hope she Okay, how, uh, Pierre, do you know where they are? They're undefeated. Where? How high are they in the polls? In the, Number the three. Number three, okay. Who who else is the the teams ahead of them undefeated? Who are they? Do you know? Yeah, they're on the South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina is number one. Not okay, nice, yeah. but number two is no. okay. All right. 
Okay. Well, that sets up a good uh, battle down the road. If they maybe they'll meet this year before the yeah. you know end well, of the season. Well, South Carolina and LSU play sometime in February. So right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That'll be cool. All right. All right. Okay. All right. We're ready for some basketball. Yes. Huh? All right. NBA. All right. So what we're going to do is we're not going to quite do the whole standings, but we need to run through the teams that are contending and tell you what their records are so that it all makes sense. In the East, the Celtics are still first, even though they've lost uh, you know a few games here, but they're 36 and 15. Milwaukee, 33 and 17. Then the 76ers, 32 and 17. Brooklyn, 31 and 19. And Cleveland, 31 and 21. So those top five are are kind of, you know, in good shape. Miami's number six at 28 and 23. So they would be the teams that would be seeded right now. Then you get down to the Knicks in the seventh at 27-24, Atlanta 25 and 26, Washington 24 and 26. Now, I hadn't looked at the standings for a couple of weeks. Washington has won at least six in a row because when I did the standings Mm -hmm. before, they were 18 and 26. So I don't know what they're doing Uh, to accomplish this. I don't know what's happening. They're playing pretty good. Uh, All of a sudden, I don't know what's happening. They got rid of that guy to the Lakers. No, I I don't think so. Yeah, well, actually, uh, they did that so they could keep some other guys that they wanted to keep. Yeah. So so they're they're in reasonable shape right now, 24-26. And the Bulls are 23 and 26. They would be the last playoff team. And then Indiana is uh, 24 and 28. They're just barely out of it at this point. And apparently their injury uh, problems, I think they have Miles Turner is hurt, and that's really uh, messed them up. So, yeah, uh, Miles Turner has just signed a contract extension to stay in Indiana, too. So Yeah, well, that's, he and uh, he has, and Pat, uh, I mean, and uh, uh, Matt Barnes have the same agent. Indiana <laughs> is 24 and 28. Toronto, 23 and 29. And Orlando, they're still kind of in a 20 and 31. And Charlotte and Detroit are out of it. In yep. the West, and this is crazy in the West. Tied for first are Denver and Memphis, both at, uh, no, I'm sorry, no, Denver's up by two, 34-16, Memphis 32-18. and 18. Then we have Sacramento, 28-21. What is going on, and I think I kind of asked you this a couple weeks ago, but I don't remember what you said, Robert. What is going on that got Sacramento in third place? Uh, well, number one, Mike Brown has been the first real coach that Sacramento's had since Rick, since Rick Adelman left. From the Boston area, I might add, uh, a former he, BU coach. Uh, he yeah. is actually making the Kings play a real basketball game, and, and uh, they're doing a lot better uh, than what they have in years. And you talk about how crazy the West is. The Warriors won last night. They're now number five in the conference. That's and right, a, couple yeah. day, a couple of days ago, they were number 11. Yeah, so. So we're going to go over that. So Sacramento's 28 and 21. Then here we go. From fourth place down to, uh, uh, I don't know, 13th is within five games of each other, something like that. So we got the Clippers at 28 and 25. Golden State, as you say, is fifth at uh, 26 and 24. Dallas, 27 and 25. Those are the seeded teams. Then you get to your potential play-in teams. Phoenix is at 27, 25. New Orleans, 26 and 25. They were way up near the top. I don't know if they've had some injuries or what happened to them. Uh, Minnesota, 27, 26. And Utah, 26 and 26. And that would end your play-in teams. But don't give up if you're Oklahoma City because you're 24 and 26 just a game out. Portland, 24 and 26. And then the Lakers are 23 and 28. So they're five under. And the uh, fourth place team of the Clippers, what did I say? They were five over, something yeah. like that? Three over. Uh, three over, yeah. So within four yeah. games are 10 teams. So that is crazy. So I, if I were 
you know, and I don't know if he's going to change what he's going to do. Kerr, if I were he, him, I would think about uh, perhaps playing some of these guys a little bit more to make sure. I mean, I understand that they think they can, they've got the experience, they can do anything in the playoffs and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I think I'd rather be in the, if possible, in the top four at least. Well, my, my guess is, Chris, because we have another back-to-back this week, my guess is everybody will play tomorrow in Minnesota, and nobody will play Thursday in Denver. That's because right. that's what he does. So. Now, basically, and it's understandable in this situation because you just had that overtime game against the Celtics on Saturday night for the Lakers. They didn't play LeBron or um, or uh, Davis last night. They got killed by the Nets. But now they're going to play the Knicks tonight, and, of course, the mandate is that they would play because uh, they're going to be playing TV. the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, right. So they're going to be playing. So uh, they kind of had to do that. That's not the same kind of thing as what Kerr's doing, you right. know, because yeah. he's just doing it like every other game or whatever. And Houston and, and, San and he only does it away. It. He only does it on the road. He doesn't do it at home. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Forget about those those fans. So uh, that is the standing. So it's it's going to be kind of a crazy thing going down the you know into the All Star break and down the stretch because especially in the West, right. <clears throat> nobody knows what's going to happen. So that's that's why I like to run these over because you might say you know some night you're looking around for some sports you want to say oh. Utah and Phoenix are playing, and I like that Utah announcer. I'm going to listen to that game because, you know, it's going to be important. You know, maybe you don't know the standings that particular minute, but you know that they're all in a battle and that all those games are important. Well, when it comes to David Locke, he is very good. So Yes, he is. So LeBron has now uh, scored 40 or more points against every team in the league. Now, you would think that the, the team that he wouldn't have done it was maybe against Cleveland or Miami or teams he played. It was the Clippers he hadn't yeah. scored 40 or, or more against. Yeah. So that's kind of amazing. Yep. Uh, and he's now got uh, uh, 19 all-star selections. He's tied Kareem for that. And uh, Kobe had uh, 18, and he was next. And then uh, uh, David ran down a whole bunch of people and what yep. they had, but those were the top three. And, and he's then, 117 <laughs> points away from uh, passing Kareem as of today. Okay. Yeah. He'll pass okay. him by the next show probably. Yep, probably. next week. Yep. Yep. Uh, for the all the all star captains are LeBron and Giannis. So so what they're going to do is the the starters yeah. and reserves come from the conferences, but then the teams will be picked playground style before the game. You know, first they'll do the starters, then they'll do the reserves, and by Giannis and LeBron. So just because you're starting in the East doesn't mean uh, you know that you're going to play with Giannis or or you could end up on LeBron's team if he wants yep. you to. So, and know. remember, they used to do this like a week or so before. Now they're going to do it, like I said, a few minutes before the game, and you get to see it, and so you can see who that last person pick is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Arello. On, on February 19th, by the way, same thing, same day as Daytona, same well, night. That's right. Yeah, Daytona. that's always what happens now, yeah. So the starters yeah. are going to be, uh, of course, LeBron, uh, will be, you know, and I guess the captains are the top vote uh, getters, yeah. right? That's correct. That's how they do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay, and let's see. Uh, oh, and they, the way they pick them, it's 50% of the vote weighted towards the fans, 25% to the media, and 25% to the players. So in the oh. East, it's uh, Giannis is starting, and uh, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, uh, um, Kyrie from, from the Nets, and Kevin Durant, now he was voted in. I don't know if he's going to, I doubt he's going to play. No, but, he's uh, not going to play. They'll, they'll, uh, somebody else will take his place. And Donovan Mitchell from the Cavaliers. And in the West, we have uh, Zion uh, Williams, Williamson from New Orleans. We have Nicolo Jokic from Denver. Steph Curry from the Warriors. 
and Luka Doncic from the uh, from the Mavericks. And as mm-hmm. as you say, the reserves should be named about any day now. I they're gonna, they're gonna uh, probably the, next, probably next, name, probably this Thursday or Friday. Probably they're going to yeah. name the reserves on Thursday, and it's fifty percent fans, twenty five percent coaches, twenty five percent media. So, yeah, okay. that's how the reserves are picked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do the code. The reserves are done by the coaches. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, you know, of course, if Kevin Durant doesn't play, then you've got room for whoever, like people were saying, well, Jalen Brown's had a good year. Maybe he could, so well, he might end up starting yeah. because, you know, it could be uh, that, uh, you know, he replaces Durant. Because they'll right. just slide people in. This is not exactly a strategic game. So just because somebody's a guard and somebody else is a forward, uh, they don't really care about that. You know, they're just putting them in the pool. And if they are the next, and they maybe even look at, who was sixth, seventh, eighth in the voting, and uh, use them as the starter if Durant can't play and so forth. <coughs> and uh, so let's see. Anything else on the NBA? Uh, just let's talk about Bobby next Hall. Thir- next Thursday, one uh, correction. February 9th, is a trade deadline. Okay. Okay. All right. Over, one not, correction. Not just the uh, we've got. Bo Horvat uh, was finally traded from Vancouver to the Islanders, and that's a good deal for the Islanders. They need what I was hearing about the Islanders is they uh, need offense. That they yeah, and uh, he's scored thirty-one goals already this year. So right, and, and, he, the, and he will be a free agent. So it'll be up to the Islanders whether they can re-sign him or not. And uh, he got traded for Anthony Bouvillier. Is that what we say? Yeah, some minor uh, leaguers. He, it's a, it's, he's a it's Bouvillier, something like that. It's a French Canadian name. Uh, and then they've got they threw in a minor leaguer and some draft choices also. Okay. So there you go. All right. And the and, N- uh, NHL trading deadline is March the third. So. Okay. And we do have to talk about the death of Bobby Hall, eighty-four years old. He played for the Blackhawks from fifty-seven through seventy-two, and then the WHA Winnipeg Jets from seventy-two through uh, eighty, and then the Whalers for nine games in eighty. I didn't even remember that he played for the Whalers. You know, Hartford oh. Whalers. Winnipeg came back to the NHL or joined the NHL in the 79-80 season when the uh, WHA teams came in, and so he was had some games, uh, a few games. But the last few years he was hardly playing. He played four games in 78-79, 18 and 79-80, and only nine with the Whalers in in 80, and then he was retired. He was uh, in 15 years. I'm going to give you his NHL stats because that I don't think the one of the things they don't do is I don't think count uh, WHA stats in anybody's uh, totals. Do they, Robert? No, I don't think they do. So 15 years in the NHL, 610 goals, 560 assists for 1170 points. Uh, yeah, that's right, 1170. 119 playoff games. He had 62. Uh, goals and 67 assists for 129 points. He was uh, he had 44 hat tricks and six four goal games. He uh, won the cup for the Blackhawks with the Blackhawks at 61 and in 73 is uh, uh, 83. His number nine was retired by the Blackhawks and he he was also uh, put into the Hall of Fame. He was in the All Star team ten times. He was three. Uh, Times leading scorer and the MVP in both the 65 and 66 season. And, of course, uh, Brett is his son, and he's also in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> but he had a kind of a checkered uh, off-the-ice activities. He was involved in domestic violence a couple of times. He apparently made some uh, uh, comments, uh, you know, fascist, pro-Hitler kind of comments politically. So he was not uh, really... You know, a popular guy as far as a lot of that other stuff was going on. But he was, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about it. 
I imagine that the Winnipeg Jets are called the Jets because they got Bobby Hull. I mean, that was his name, yep. the Golden Jet. Yep, that's right. And the reason he was the Golden Jet is back in those days, <clears throat> hockey players did not wear helmets. And he had that blonde hair, and he was whipping down the ice all the time. And, you know, so he uh, he was an, a good player. And, of course, he's not – who did we say the top five? I know we said uh, Gretzky, Bobby Orr, Gordie Howe, Rocket Richard. Who did we put – Who was, wasn't there a fifth guy we sort of put on Mount Rushmore there, Robert? Uh, maybe, but I wasn't Bobby I know, Hall. Though. I don't think it was Bobby Hall, but it was he was close to it. He would be in the next yeah. group, you know. Yeah. So uh, I think he had uh, mm-hmm. like five fifty goal seasons in his fifteen years, something like that, with the Black. Yeah, I know Brett. I know Black his Fox. son. I know his son surpassed him in a lot of categories. <clears throat> uh huh. So what were you going to say, Rick, about Bobby Hall? Oh no, I wasn't saying. No, I just <laughs> I was just agreeing with oh. something. I don't remember. What it was. Oh, okay, all right. No, but I mean, he. I remember the, the it, it, an amazing thing that happened that was, you know, Bruins were always, you know, obviously they were crummy for many years when Bobby Hall was in, first in the league. They finally started to get good, and the, they had, in the 1969-70 season, they tied for first place, and uh, I think it was based on goals against, or goals, goals for, they did at that time. And the Blackhawks got first place, and the Bruins lost the game because it is uh, against the Blackhawks because of the disputed goal that this referee called a, as a goal, Frank Udvari, I remember his name, and he called it as a goal for the Blackhawks, and everybody said it wasn't a goal. Of course, we had no replay back then that they could use to overturn anything. But then the Bruins in the second round, they beat the Rangers, and they get to the second round, and they swept the Blackhawks. They just blew them out. And that was the most amazing. I mean, that was a real cup win there. You know, you go and yeah. beat St. Louis in the in the third round, and, you know, you're supposed to beat them, and you won all four games. And not a problem. But that was beating the, that was the finals when you had that second round series against the other original six team and you went in there and wiped out the Blackhawks that was uh, and Chicago Stadium was the noisiest place that was so quiet that Sunday afternoon when they blew them <laughs> beat them by oh, yeah. five to one or something so uh, uh, but Bobby Hall was a great player I mean he, he, oh, yeah. as, as much problems as he, as he had off the ice and you had other great players on that Blackhawk Tony Esposito was a good goalie and Stan Makita and yeah, Makita, you know yeah, yeah. Keith Magnuson, Keith, Keith, he has no teeth. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> so anyway, all right. that's all I had on hockey. Anything else, Robert or Rick or anybody? No, nope. I think we're nope. I think we're done. All right, there you go, breaking Sean. news about Sean Payton uh, or nope. anything? Perry? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we'll turn okay. it over to Sean. All right. Well, folks, we do want to remind you that uh, we will be down to an hour on Valentine's Day uh, as we have Jenny's book talk with award-winning book critic Jenny Sparks. Yes, she's award-winning book critic and reviewer. So, uh, But if you want to listen to this or anything, uh, download the podcast, legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, or 773-572-3006, option number nine to check it out, and we will see you next week. Or we, you will get our award-winning Super Bowl pick, by the way. See ya. We give out a lot of money.